Hi, this is Amanda, and welcome to this edition of The Very Curious Herbal. For the past week, we've been looking at cleavers, or gallium aparine, give it its uh, Sunday title, um, also known as goosegrass quite widely. In Scotland, uh, its local name, or its name across Scotland, pretty widespread name, is uh, Sticky Willy. Um, and that's because it uh, sticks to just about anything. The burrs, the tiny round burrs are an absolute nuisance if you get them into your hair or into clothes or dog fur. Um, so I chose this plant to look at this week because we are still in the middle of coronavirus lockdown and I was trying to find something that not only was incredibly seasonal as cleavers are an amazing spring tonic and traditionally it's the young spring growth that you use ideally but also because it's something that is really widespread that wherever you are there's a fair chance you can find it. Admittedly um, I'm thinking of this in UK terms but it does grow in America and across most of Europe. So hopefully, wherever you are, you'll be able to find it. It's one of those plants that grows under nearly every hedge, out of cracks in the pavement. It's widespread in wild areas, and it's just really omnipresent, and it's a lovely little plant. As I've looked at in the Facebook group this week, until the um, beginning of the 19th century, it was sold in most marketplaces as a green pot herb, something to add nutritional value to even the simplest of dishes. It was sold in Covent Garden in 1799 from uh, newspapers and journals that I've looked at this week. And so certainly in the 1730s, when Elizabeth Blackwell first started to create her Curious Herbal, you would have been able to go down to the marketplace and buy it just as a pot herb, as I say. It also had widespread common use for treating skin conditions. One of the things that Elizabeth Blackwell mentions is that it's used for treating the king's evil. Now, the king's evil is a fantastic sounding disease, but it's actually a very fancy name given to scrofula, uh, a skin problem that is accompanied by lymphatic swellings, particularly in the neck. It got its more mysterious, glamorous title of the king's evil because it was believed that it could be healed by the touch of a king. Cleavers are still really useful for treating skin conditions and lymphatic swelling. Uh, anybody who gets swollen lymph glands on a regular basis and maybe eczema is a, a side effect or, a, or an, an adjacent problem with alongside that and um, will find cleavers quite useful. And as you know I don't tend to offer herbal advice but with cleavers because they were used as a vegetable and they're hugely nutritious and you can just eat them. I feel fairly safe in saying that most people are not going to come to any harm gathering a handful of wild cleavers or goosegrass. So I'm going to give it a wash and bunging it into a green smoothie or a soup at the very end, blitzing it all up and it'll, it'll add value to your meal. 
So it's also led me on a bit of a merry dance researching its folklore and traditional stories associated with it. I've mentioned that one of the names given to this plant is goosegrass. And that's because it was sought out by people who farmed geese and ducks and in fact all kinds of livestock. Because the animals really enjoyed eating it. It was a really, really valuable food and it gained a reputation for putting on weight for ducks and geese. Interestingly enough, it also has a reputation for helping keep weight off in people. Either or, I certainly know that ducks and geese often sort it out and that animals really like it as fodder. And my story today comes from that name, Goosegrass. Once upon a time, a long time ago, there was a poor man whose main source of income was his flock of white geese. He was just known locally as the Goose Man, and he always had been. Even though he was still only a young man, he'd never been seen with a wife or a woman. Nobody had ever kept him company. He didn't even seem to have very many friends, but he could be heard wherever he walked by the flock of geese that followed him everywhere. They're honking, alerted to his arrival in the market. And his eggs had a reputation for being excellent. When anyone asked how his geese were so fat and healthy and the eggs so rich and delicious, he would say it was down to the goose grass. Every day, the geese paddled their feet through the sticky edge of cleavers, picking it up from every hedge, every edge as they walked the long way from the village to the market. But the man was lonely. He really wished there was someone to keep him company beyond his geese. Geese may provide you with feathers for a bed. Geese may provide you with meat for your table. Geese may provide you with eggs and money. But what they can't do is keep you company very well. He would try to talk to them, but all they would do is honk in reply. And they loved him dearly, but it wasn't the sort of love and affection he was looking for. Eventually, the man walked out to the edge of the village and there he consulted the old wise woman. There was one at the edge of every village. She sat day after day on her front porch, picking herbs out of her basket, setting them into groups, muttering to herself, weaving words and starting lengthy poems and charms, talking in dulcet tones about the plants that she'd gathered. Nobody liked to interrupt, but people regularly snuck down to her house under cover of darkness to ask her advice about how to help babies with sore throats, croupy coughs, how to prevent bones aching in ancient arthritic fingers. And the one thing that nobody ever admitted they'd been to see her about, how to find their own true love. Eventually, the poor goose man was so lonely he didn't know who else to ask, so he made his way down to her cottage 
and as the sun set, with his geese following him, he walked into her garden. Now you'd imagine somebody as proud of their plants as this old woman might have stood up and shrieked in alarm when she saw half a dozen fat, fine geese flocking into her garden, but no. She just looked the man up and down and asked him how she could help. He promised her half a dozen of the finest goose eggs and enough feathers for her bed to make her a bed if she could tell him how to find his own true love. She just said a few simple words to him, smiled and turned back to go into her house. She said the answer lay under the feet of his geese. As the door closed behind her, the man felt really sad. He'd hoped for something more instant, a charm maybe, a potion, pointing in the right direction. But he didn't have anything of that kind. The next day he went down to market as usual, his flock of geese honking behind him, and he thought to himself and watched them as they walked, their flippery feet flapping on the floor. It was on his way home from market that the idea came to him. Maybe it was the goose grass itself that stuck to the goose's feet. Well, the idea grew overnight and as he lay in bed he thought, I'm either a fool or an idiot or a genius. I think I know what the answer is. And the next morning when he took to walk his geese down to the meadows, he gathered up a big handful of the goose grass they chose to tread on and took it home with him. That evening, with his flock safely tucked up in their shed, he sat looking at the ball of sticky green cleavers. Each one covered in round spherical burrs. He knew the idea was hidden there somewhere, but it didn't fully form in his head until he dropped it on the floor and half the burrs stuck to his lap. Sure enough, the pile of cleavers fell in the shape of the letter S. He looked at them some more, just a little longer. The idea was beginning to grow further. The next day, he took his bundle of cleavers down to the market with him, his geese flocking ahead as he walked. Put the cleavers in the basket of eggs at the very front of the market stall, nestling the lovely clean fresh eggs in the green herb. He watched and waited. Sure enough, a young woman came to buy some eggs. And so the story goes, he chose to talk to her because she was the first person that day that the birds had stuck to. As soon as he blushed and stammered and made his way over, his geese stopped their honking and fell silent. He asked her the time of day and wondered what her name could be. Sarah, she said. I'll let you figure out the ending of the story yourself. Sweethearts, goosegrass, cleavers, I said the stick. To you 
and leave birth to show maybe in some counties how many suitors you'll have. In some it said they'll only stick to your one true love. And if a bundle of cleavers fall on the floor, they'll spell out the letter of their name. What I do know is that our goose man and his true love eventually lived happily ever after and raised many more fine geese. Uh, thank you all for listening. That's a little bit of um. That really is a bit of a rehearsal space. That story. Um, I've been weaving a few different bits of folklore I've discovered this week. A few facts about cleavers into a fairly typical traditional format to share this story, and it's the first time I've told it. So, as you'll know with the podcast, it is very much a rehearsal space for more polished, (laughs) very curious herbal um, elements. The next one of which, this is being recorded in, in April, at the end of April, and I can let you know secretly, there's going to be a lovely uh, garden festival online because of coronavirus at the end of May from Chawton House, which is a wonderful library dedicated to early women writers down in Hampshire in, uh, in England. And I will be sharing curious herbal sessions and doing live Q&A uh, and some things around their weekend of events then. So I, if you come and join me on the Facebook group, I will give you first insight into when that will be happening. Be lovely to see some of you there then. Thank you so much for all the great feedback in the last few weeks and your support. And if you have a particular story you would like me to tell related to the Curious Herbal Project, or you want to get in touch and tell me what plant you want to look at next, I'd love to hear from you. And Botanica Fabulousness, the Facebook pages, Facebook group, sorry, is probably the best place to do it. Thank you all for listening and I'll speak to you all soon. Take care and um, goodbye.